from a dry basement in West Edmonton. I'm Glenn Kubish. This is the Three Things Podcast. Here, once a week, I take five minutes to notice three things I noticed that made for some happiness or gratitude. It's a way to avoid losing complete consciousness. This week, number one, local news. Of all the news that has broken in the past week, of all the voices that I've heard talking about everything from the heat to Hockey Canada, of all the other stories that I've watched or read but can't quite now recall, the story and the sound that have stayed with me went like this. Cicadas. Cicadas. Either way, the insect is here in Edmonton. I owe this discovery to the reporting and recording of Taproot Edmonton correspondent Brett McKay. That cicada sound you just heard is, well, the work of the cicadas, but the fact I can play it, rewind it, and listen to it again is his. I like the sound of the word itself. Cicada. Three syllables. Unstressed, stressed, unstressed, which makes it an amphibrach. The name for that kind of foot in poetry, like Versace, or Fitzpatrick, or Bob Dylan, or there's music on Clinton Street all through the evening. Over dinner last week, I told our friend Ettore about the taproot cicadas. The words seemed to cue a fond musical memory for him of his time in Italy. It's the sound of summer, he said. For me, cicadas conjure up the gauzy sense of being in a movie theater. The screen shows the fading light of evening. There are trees, a dirt road, telephone poles. An electric light on the garage door reveals old paint. The cicadas click in the stillness. It is the end of another languid summer day. Now, I imagine not everyone who lives within earshot of cicadas are enamored of their sound. Like, I'm not fond of the 18 to 25 male demo racing their jetpack cars off White Mud Drive onto 149th Street in July. I recommend putting Taproot's Cicada score on repeat to slow down the soundtrack of Speeding Summer. I especially like the fact that a local reporter was out there with his recording device asking a question of the dusk in Edmonton. What else do you sound like? And he got an answer, for the record, of this place. road. I was on the road on my way to meet my friend Dub. We had mapped out a bike ride to Bent Stick for a beer. This was not only an alliterative thing to do, it was also on a summer afternoon on its way to 56 degrees above 28 below, fairly intuitive. Winter is still a thing at this time of year here, even in its absence. We are only a couple of weeks and a couple of summer festivals away from that first crisp hint in the evening wind that our summer debts are coming due. We live these July days outside on the road. I did not know the road existed before finding it on Google Maps as the suggested route up to Riverbend where Buddy Boy and I had arranged to cross paths on our way to the brewery. I have lived in this part of West Edmonton the majority of my life, but I did not know that just beyond Fox Drive there is a stretch of 142nd Street that follows the fence line around the old Fox Farm and empties onto a multi-use path up to the fancy places in Brookside. That was me going kind of wordless as I discovered an empty road that has been there all along. Above and around, cars and trucks flowed by on White Mud Drive and down the off-ramp onto Fox. The current of traffic intensified the calm of the scene. A horse lifted its head nonchalantly as I pedaled by the pasture. 
I'm not a country boy. Country roads don't take me home home to the place I belong, but I am drawn to roads less traveled. That's why the Bow Valley Parkway between Banff and Lake Louise was such a gift years ago. I first pedaled it in late summer 1985. I learned a person doesn't always have to take Highway 1 to make time. You can make a different kind of time taking a different kind of road. Dub and I talked about these and other things as we meandered across the city and into Bent Stick, where the spell of the day made it quite easy for me to accept making some of the worst shots I've ever made in a shuffleboard game, losing 7-2 to two, happily. <laughs> Three notes of appreciation. It's been a week. Among the unexpected events of the past seven days was my accidentally knocking over a glass of water onto my laptop keyboard to start the day and stop the computer. Water has never been an unalloyed good for me. I am not a good swimmer. I'm afraid of the deep end. I can't follow Auntie Sheila's advice to just relax in the water. Look at the bottom of the pool to stop your body from fighting. Oh, I'm in 12 feet of water, I realize. Let's not be here. For years, we lived with a hard-to-find crack in the foundation of the house, so rainfall meant mopping up sometimes. I don't even like to bathe in water. And so the sight of water moving past the square bracket keys and over the O, I, U, Y, and T and on its way to infiltrate the R, E, W, and Q was slightly terrifying if you spell terrifying without working T, R, I, and Y keys. Water is an unquestioned good for the backyard tomatoes, though. The plants that have used the water and sun to issue cherry tomatoes that hang there like heads on the stems of 16th notes. Soon for the plucking. Thanks for being out there, friends. Happy summer. See you next time.